Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. Let's talk a little uh, Ben Fred, St. Louis Post-Dispatch columnist. Good morning, Ben Fred. Hey, good morning, McGraw. Um, I was just reviewing the uh, Taylor Swift Super Bowl prop bets. I figured you uh, you may be interested in. Oh, lay it on me. What do you got? <laughs> well, apparently you can't get Taylor Swift prop bets legally in the uh, United States. you got to go through the Canada options. But they're there. Um, Penn Entertainment is offering. Uh, the, you can bet on the color of uh, whatever Taylor Swift is wearing at the uh, Super Bowl. Mm. You can wager on the odds of her being shown during the national anthem, during the <laughs> halftime show, um, or more than five and a half times on the uh, on the regular broadcast. You can also apparently bet on if she's going to be mentioned in the post-game uh, MVP speech or not, which I guess would be a bet probably on Travis Kelsey. Maybe somebody else would mention her. Right. But uh, those are the ones I'm reading so far. A lot of Travis Kelsey action um, in related to can he like you know score more you have more receptions and Taylor Swift has number one hits all that stuff but mm-hmm. uh, those are the Taylor specific ones interesting that a lot of the uh, a lot of the favorites are are say in the uh, the 49ers uh, two and a half points seeing this morning so if you're a Chiefs fan and you're a betting person you shouldn't bet it would be my advice but if you are it sounds like your Chiefs are going to be underdogs. Hmm. Benfred, you said five and a half times she'd be shown during the whole game. That's the line that right now. The, uh, that's the prop bet from Penn Entertainment. I thought that'd be like, like the that. first quarter. Yeah. Like, well, it, it, they it, actually it, don't show her that much. Well, the it, New York Times just did a study. A, a study. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Uh, they did a story last week. Basically, some, they put some probably the intern to sit down and actually like chart the amount of time she's on the screen during the broadcast from start to finish, and it's. It's like thirty seconds. She's not. She's not actually on that much. But well, she's on. She's only on. She's only on when Travis Kelsey does something, and they chose not to cover him in the AFC Championship game. So he was on. She was on <laughs> a lot more. Right then, I mean, they always show her after he makes a catch or something. Um, I, know. I, I, I kind of hoping she has a halftime. Uh, halftime performance appearance maybe maybe that would be something that would uh she got a new album to promote she announced last night maybe she should just lean into this and just become as obnoxious about it as people think she is we'll wait and see it's while super bowl week begins this week uh pitchers and catchers report next week uh you wrote a column uh insinuating enticing trolling i don't know the right term but trolling trolling (laughs) begging you want the Cardinals to make to make one more splash? Begging, yeah, begging. Yeah, um, yeah I would love that. I, I feel like this would be a great season to go over the top for the Cardinals and go over the top not in a way that is ridiculous, like you know going and get Shohei Otani, um, but go over the top in a way that you get one more impact starter for this rotation and 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 make this pitching staff something that looks good to one that looks potentially great. Um, I think the best way to do it would be to add a starter. There happens to be one out there still without a contract in Jordan Montgomery, who everybody says, oh, he's going back to the Rangers. Well, they've got some questions about their their payroll with their TV uncertainty. They're in a more precarious place than the Cardinals. Everyone says, well, he's going to the Red Sox. Well, they haven't got him yet, and the Yankees apparently don't want him back, and the Phillies are apparently looming. So it's it's all it's all still there, and, and Scott Boris is not the kind of guy who would turn down a phone call. So I don't expect him to do it, McGraw, but I, I think fans, even the general fans who 
look, some people will never be happy no matter what. That's fair. Um, but I think that the, the fans who are thinking, okay, they want to see a more of a of a intense response from a last-place finish, I think they'd be on board with this. Somebody who doesn't know sports would say, hey, they finished last with him last year. How much good can he do this year? <laughs> well, they traded him at the trade deadline, and he went on and won a World Series with the Rangers. So it's not it's not a it, it's it's not completely accurate that they finished with him at all because they dealt him because they were a sinking ship. Well, they were last when they had, had him. A, he had a yeah. tra- high trade value. Um, he was about the one of the he would have finished first on this team in quality starts had he finished the, the season with the team, and that's really what they built their whole season around is getting guys who can take the ball every fifth day and give him a chance to win he's done that he did that in the postseason last year they know he can pitch well here that's all he did since they since they got him from a trade in the yankees and you know there was a lot of talk about well he doesn't want to be here maybe maybe so um he certainly wanted to explore things at the trade deadline i don't blame him he was on the cusp of free agency he was pitching well his team was playing poorly and he went off and won a world series that doesn't mean I don't think that he wouldn't, uh, if the price was right, consider coming back here. Scott Boris said he would at winter meetings. Maybe that was a lie. I don't know. But uh, I just think that this team needs to do one more thing to get everybody back in a positive place before games start. And I think it's not asking too much for them to do that, considering what Cardinals fans had to had to suffer through last year. Yeah, but he's 31 years old, right? Just turned 31. Oh, that's, a, that's a spring chicken compared to most of the guys in this rotation, McGraw. Well, okay, but they're going to pay him, you know, $150 million for what? I mean, the guy I, could be a classic free agent, you know, superstar, and he's good for what he needs to be to become a free agent to get a big contract, and then what are you going to do for me for the next five years? Well, he's been pretty good the past couple of years, and Cardinals fans got to watch that up close in person. And I think it is even better that he went and was as good for the Rangers and then pitched well in the postseason. That tells you something about him. I think he's kind of improved his standing as a player um, over these past few seasons. When he was traded from New York, he was just kind of a guy. And and I think he's a little bit more than that now. Um, So that would be my take. Uh, And I think just, okay, maybe it's not Jordan Montgomery. Maybe it's it's another move, but – I think right now, if the Cardinals pack up and head to spring training, which seems to be the vibe because they got Keenan Middleton, I think it's a really good reliever that they've added to their bullpen. The perception, and it's not just from the internet, you know, hollerers. It's I think the, the casual, you know, in, invested, caring Cardinals fan is kind of like, okay, this is they made some moves, but they they didn't exactly adjust to the market once they got what they knew they needed. They didn't do anything extra. And I think whether that's fair or not, that's kind of the perception. I don't think that's the perception you should give your fan base after a last place finish. Um, we'll wait and see. Any any reaction from that? Mo call you up and say, you know, after reading this, I agree with you, and we're gonna, we're going to sign somebody. Yeah, no, I, no. I haven't. Uh, no. I haven't gotten that. I'm still waiting on my apology for uh, for for telling them they were wrong for throwing Wilson Contreras under the bus last year. So. I just know that it was uh, the right column when they come out and say it, you know, months <laughs> later um, without acting as if anybody pointed out that it was wrong. Uh, fair enough. Shohei Otani is hurt. What's going on with him? Well, he's, he says he's not hurt. He Well, he's not going to be pitching this year right? Um, because he's got – he had that – well, it's a weird thing. All There were multiple reports that he had Tommy John surgery. He pushed back against that, and apparently the wording now that – he had something similar to Tommy John surgery. So whatever that means, 
Um, but he says they had a little uh, Dodgers fan rally at, uh, at Dodger Stadium this weekend, and he says he's going to be ready to be in a uh, DH role for the Dodgers come opening day. He's been progressing on his hitting. We'll see if, if that holds. Um, there's always a lot of mystery around Shohei, but um, as of now, he says he's he's good to go to hit when the season starts. So that would mean, McGraw, that when the, uh, when the Cardinals go to Los Angeles for the start of their season, they will be whoever, you know, Sonny Gray will be on the mound, and he will be facing a 1-2-3 from the Dodgers of Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman and Shohei Otani to start things off. That's how the Cardinals will begin their season. Yeah, that's um, a lot of people don't don't realize the Cardinals open up against the Dodgers out in uh, Dodger Stadium. So, have you looked at the uh, beginning of their schedule at all? Is it pretty bad? <laughs> it's really. It could be bad. It could be really uh, confidence building if they pitch well and and, and score. Um, if they go out and win some of these series, then I think people would feel a lot better about this season. But they could also Similar to last season, if you want to take a pessimistic view, they could be underwater quick. They start at Los Angeles for four. They go play Mike Schilt's Padres for three. They come home and open against Skip Schumacher's Miami Marlins, who were you know, a playoff team last year. Then they play the Phillies. Then they go to Arizona, who we know we know were, were in the yeah. World Series last year. Um, and then they don't get a breather until they go to Oakland, um, which is basically a shuttered team. And then after that, they got the Brewers, the Diamondbacks, the Yankees. I mean, that's that wow. gets them through. That gets them through the start of May. And there's not a, there's there's one easy quote easy series in that. It's the A's, and it's deep into it. It's the start of it. Wow, that is a gauntlet to start the season. Holy mackerel! All right, um, Ben Fred, we'll leave it there. Thanks for checking in, um, and we'll talk to you on uh, Friday. Who's your sponsor? Sounds good, McGraw. Thanks. Yeah, I'll tell you about Sunday Best, the best fried chicken. They got original and hot. You can check out their whole menu at sundaybestchicken.com. I'm partial to the tenders, also the fried chicken sandwich. They got red pepper jelly they put on it, smoked mayo, dill pickles on a toasted bun. They will deliver, or you can go see them in person at 4101 Laclede. Website is sundaybestchicken.com. Ben Fred, talk to you. Uh, read you at stltoday.com. We'll hear you on the radio, and we'll talk to you on uh, Friday. See you, McGraw.